0: Hey Sam. Hey Nathan. What's up? Uh, not too much. What's going on with you? Not much. Uh, you sound pretty sick, man. That's why do we say not much? I think I, you went to Disney World. I got sick. Um, <laughs> do you know how you got sick? I no, I don't. I have no clue. Actually, I feel like a little bit feverish.
1: Oh, dang. Bummer. Glad, glad we didn't uh, have <laughs> <laughs> practice yesterday.
0: <laughs> yeah, practice, yeah, uh, dude. Sorry to hear about you getting all motion sick.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh. So I was in Orlando, shot a wedding in Disney World, and then on the flight home, I think it was a particularly bad pilot combined with some pretty bad uh, just turbulence. Um, yeah, I was I didn't eat anything all day, but I was just completely nauseous and throwing up like bile and it was bad. Ew. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <I> should have <laughs> gross. Started with a disclaimer maybe. <laughs> but uh yeah, I was not feeling great yesterday and uh today I feel much better. So
0: That's awesome. Did you um was the wedding good? I've seen a few photos from it that look great.
1: It was awesome. Unfortunately, Disney explicitly Prohibits me from showing any pictures uh, that have like Disney intellectual property um, in the shot. Oh. So
0: I couldn't actually show in any way that it was Disney. That's uh, awesome. I just, yeah. uh, I, can, you, can you kind of reiterate, both for my benefit and for everybody else's, um, the contracts? process um the, or that contract issue that you had with disney
1: yeah they the coordinator sent me a contract that i guess they'd send to everybody flat said this needed to be signed and return before you can work here and uh one of the line items in it was uh well of course they had a thing about no no disney intellectual property and i was like well crap that was going to be half the fun of being at as i could do yeah. like, <laughs> a cool castle shot or who knows uh but it ended up they also had a line that said we need access to all the photos that you deliver to your clients, and also we have the right to use any of the pictures for any reason, commercial or promotional or, or however we see fit. Um, you know, right. At, at no charge. <laughs> it's like, that can't be in there. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah, so basically they
0: were saying, um, "We okay, you can shoot here, we just need to have all the photos and we can do whatever we want with them, and that's it. Yeah, and I, I'm sure
1: they're used to people just being okay with that because of course brides and grooms want their photos to be used by Disney. But uh, I really couldn't care less. I don't necessarily want Disney to use my pictures. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that'd be really cool. But uh, I don't think I want to be a permanent Disney no. photographer. They do have. So it was crazy. Uh, going to the wedding, I called an Uber. <coughs> and my Uber driver, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a photographer here for a wedding from Baltimore. And my Uber driver's from Baltimore. So that was cool. My nice. Uber driver's also a photographer that shoots Disney weddings. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. So he just started kind of going on a spiel about I mean, he seems to really like it. He moved down to Florida to work at Disney because he loves Disney. He and his wife got married at, at Disney World, and nice. uh, yeah, actually, it was a really beautiful venue. and And he kind of gave me some some, some tips about where, where to go and stuff. I didn't really use the advice, but um, <laughs> yeah, he basically said that. I guess they have a pool of five or six different businesses that exclusively shoot for Disney as they get weddings. Uh, and, and that must happen a lot because I was talking to the planner and she said uh, at the specific venue, the chapel where they actually had the ceremony, they could do up to six weddings a day.
0: That is crazy. They did
1: three weddings on the Monday that I was there. The Monday. Dude, <laughs> that I was there shooting. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> yeah, they really turn them out. And uh, anyway, it was just funny to have a driver who was <coughs> a driver who was also a photographer. <laughs> so.
0: This is going to be like the coughing podcast. <laughs> I'm going
1: to have to edit out so many coughs. coughs. My problem is this is my third podcast today, so my voice is a little raw.
0: <laughs> oh, dang. So what, have you, what else have you done today?
1: Oh, they were just interviews. One was uh, for a conference that I'm speaking at. Um, that's becoming a pretty popular thing. And when the conference is going on to kind of raise uh, a little bit of buzz, they, they tend to have a podcast episode for each speaker cool and then another one was just a, a friend of mine who attended a conference or sorry a workshop of mine uh, in South in Charleston South Carolina a couple of years ago uh, he's starting his own podcast and I was just his first first interview for it so nice uh, those were earlier today yeah
0: yeah nice so um uh, what was the podcast Colin?
1: I have no idea. If, <laughs> I'll have to look it up now. I feel bad. But uh, yeah, I didn't plug our podcast either. So I don't feel okay. like I have to plug his. But um, yeah, I, I think he's literally not not rolling it out until July. Oh, uh, gotcha. And then the conference, it was for Amity Conference, which we addressed uh, previously in another podcast. I'm speaking yes. there at the end of August. Um, but uh, it, it ties in nicely, actually, uh, bringing that up um, to what we kind of want to talk about today. Um, just Conferences and workshops.
0: Yeah. Um, so um I guess the first thing is, you know, I guess what what is a workshop? Um Yeah, you know. Good starting point. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mean What is workshop? Uh, what is learning? Um really workshops in in, in the wedding genre <clears throat> uh are generally one or two day uh, you know small group intensive classes where the photographer just kind of does a, uh, a knowledge vomit of every aspect of their <laughs> business uh, their shooting their posing their workflow everything um, most photographers that that host them uh, seem to promote them as being a, a complete open book and just anything you want to know uh, I'll tell you um, and, but the difference between a conference and a workshop it's generally small group conferences are usually 100 plus people Sure. Uh, where you're listening to like 10 to 20 platform talks of a person speaking for 60 to 90 minutes, uh, with very little Q and A at the end. So gotcha. that, that aptly defines both of them. Sort of. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so I, you know, I've been, I guess I haven't really been to many workshops by other photographers, although I've been to a number of yours. Um, yeah. and, um, I definitely enjoy them. Um, I've done a video one-on-one video workshop with a couple people um and it's been really great that's um, a great
1: way to start a lot of yeah. people ask me how i got started and it was it was that it was yeah purely people requesting for me to do one-on-one uh video workshops with them for an hour or two uh, yeah. generally they were they were mostly centered around post-processing or some specific thing that they wanted to talk about because an hour or two hours isn't that much time uh, when you really think about it, <laughs> when you really start the conversation, it, it goes by in a... In a
0: oh, yeah, it know. goes yeah. really great. fast. I remember my first one, I was really nervous, and um, it ended up, like, we ended up going, like, an hour extra just because we were just talking, and I was, you know, I'm just very interested in everyone, so, um, you know, and and uh, and I, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's a great way... Not just like one-on-one workshops, but any workshops that you give, uh, any opportunity to teach um, or educate other people on what you do, is a really, really great way for you to hone down on exactly what it is you do. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, hey, there's a ton of value in like sitting down and actually
1: writing out. Okay, well, why do I do right. things the way that I do it? Uh, I don't think that there's really any. There's very few people that probably sit down and do that without having an incentive of like, oh, I have to like teach this person. (laughs) Right. I don't know many that would just sit down and start writing in a journal (laughs) Uh, at the end of the day. Why am I a photographer? I mean, I'm sure some people do that. Right,
0: right. It really
1: is a nice catalyst to like sit down and self-reflect and justify uh, and reason why you do what you do
0: hmm And and I've I've yeah, I definitely found it to be really educational, surprisingly educational for myself. Um and um honestly after I did those I, I noticed a a little bit of an improvement in my own work, I think. Um, just because I'm like, oh, I guess that is why I do you know. Yeah, I need to make I, that a consistent, conscious thing now. Right. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess this photo is pretty good. I guess I should try. You know, do something <laughs> along these lines. Or oh, I guess. I don't know. I guess I didn't never really realize like how bad you know, or, or like how like, you know, that this photo is a little weird, or this pose is is like not ideal. Um, yeah. And I, I like yeah, I, I like the process of, you know, talking talking about what you do to to sure, further your own work sure. I, and so it's interesting because
1: even before i did my very first workshop i remember the kind of underlying sentiment about them workshop specifically uh was that there's too many it's too saturated everybody right. if you're a photographer then to, to, to be considered a good photographer you must be doing a workshop and that hasn't really
0: changed. Uh, yeah, I don't I think, think that's really changed. Yeah,
1: I think that's kind of been the way it always has been for photographers. Uh, to Just some of them host workshops, and uh, or many of them end up hosting workshops, and, and, and many people don't. But right. uh, I have noticed, specifically this year, a huge uptick in the number of conferences that are happening. I, and I've tried to think about maybe why that is. I don't really know, other
0: than... Uh, maybe because um, it's easier. I don't know. Everybody is, I, I think the internet is such an interesting place because everyone is, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of, there's, there's lots of different, I'm not going to say clicks, but like, you know, s- groups of, I you know, photographers, a pretty good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I know, but as, as accurate as that may be, um, you know, different types, sort of groups of different photographers that tend to, you know, orbit around each other's work. Um, And yeah, they (laughs) they (laughs) click around. Um, And um, in those cases, it becomes really easy for somebody who is, you know, part of that to just be like, Hey, let's get everybody together at one time and do a work, you know, do a conference and it'll be fun. Everybody yeah. can learn something, and you know it's not too difficult to put together um, logistically. Sure, I mean I'm sure it's a lot harder than either of us realize. Oh sure, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, But it's definitely doable by by your your normal.
0: I don't know. I mean, internet I, user. I think it's a, just another. <laughs> I mean, I've watched. I've been watching a lot of Silicon Valley, which is like one oh, of the best shows that, show. that I have ever is, is seen.
1: Did they launch more episodes yet?
0: Yeah, there's three now. The, it's it's still kind of ramping up. I don't know. The season's a little a little bit less awesome than the other two, but yeah. I'm sure it'll get good. I but love that show. It's so good. I I love that show, by the way, because it's a you know it's a live action show with real actors. But it's Mike Judge, and up to that point, most of what he had done, aside, well aside from movies. Was cartoons and it really it has the feel of a cartoon. I think. Oh yeah, interesting. Like if you think about about the situations that they're in and like the sharp cuts and and like edits that that go into it and the really really snappy dialogue, um, it really it really feels like a cartoon. But I don't think I've ever really experienced a show like that, Um, and I I really like it, Um, especially Erlich Bachman. He's how, the, how did we get on this <laughs> I don't know I, you, you were talking oh, about, I was talking about Silicon Valley I'm watching yeah. a lot of Silicon Valley and they talk a lot about like disruption you know like we're gonna disrupt you know <laughs> yes. X or Y right. I think that um, a lot of the conferences that are coming up are just you know another I think it's just kind of another way of disrupting like the normal like crappy photographer conference that used to take place in like the 90s and early aughts yeah. yeah um And uh, And because funny, it seems to me like, or like, heck yeah, photo camp or something like that. It's, it's more of an excuse. Like it's, it's different than a traditional conference. It's like you guys get together, you camp, you learn, you take photos. Um, Whereas back in the day, it might've been more of a lecture type. Yeah,
1: I, I think probably some of the reason it's really come to fruition and, and popularity now, this like community building, uh, campy campy type of conference, is because it seems like in the last five to seven years, it's it's been the the, the I don't know right, what the right term is, but. Um, the, the the market of people who work for themselves and are successful entrepreneurs that run their own businesses is is the largest it ever has
0: been oh absolutely and so
1: now this is an opportunity for them a couple times a year to like go hang out with other people versus in the 90s and the 80s uh those people existed but they were far far fewer you know i, I think probably much f- fewer professional photographers um uh, at least ones that felt the need to like have some community and go and like, actually hang out with other people. You know, um, like you said, it was more like you just go see the the latest stuff at the trade show and then listen to a few photographers lectures. And then you, you go back uh, yeah. to your, to your regular life. This one is the conferences. Now it's like, yeah, you actually build and keep in touch and have this community, which yeah. is really valuable. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, it's only been the last few years. I, maybe it, I mean, it totally Maybe correlates
0: with social media. Five or ten years. Yeah. Five five to eight years.
1: Yeah. But I feel like it's been with this whole it's trending with what social media has done to change how people connect and interact and become known and and fo- and create these followings um, much easier than they used to be able to. Right uh, now, it's just kind of a—I a, don't want to say a symptom of, of social media and the way that it's impacted our stuff, but just uh, certainly a uh, some collateral effect there. Um, so now, now, you have these things, but but what's really interesting is to see how similar a lot of these uh, conferences are, especially uh, the lineups. I keep in terms, of, I, yeah, the makeup. I keep showing of- up, and I'm like, oh, I, j- I just. I just saw you, Ryan. Your head like three <laughs> the last three conferences in a row. I never really pay attention to the lineup, so they just ask me if I want to do it if I'm available and they're willing to pay my fee. Then I go do it. I, I've never asked like, sure. so, so who's in the lineup? Like, who else do you have? Most of the times they won't tell you anyway because they don't know for sure or they they don't want to leak anything but uh yeah once it's announced and you look at the list it's like oh i'm seeing the same people and i think it's a little interesting where people are just kind of like emulating the exact same lineup that happened on the west coast over on the east coast (laughs) it's just yeah uh kind of funny but i guess that that's not necessarily a a problem you know if certain groups of speakers are doing a good enough job then it makes sense that they would be
0: uh certainly and and it doesn't it doesn't uh I guess what I'm saying is you can have a conference on one end of the country and the other, or in two adjacent cities and have totally different uh, audience. So, yeah, you know, it's it's not, it's not exactly like a tour, but you know, but it's it kind of seems like it, a tour. <laughs> like a tour. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um,
1: so, and for me, I've always felt that conferences are a little bit more or a lot more about community, just hanging out and a yeah. lot less about like, a ton of learning is <laughs> there's only so much you're going to get from a 60 or 90 minute talk. That type of format is it's much better for inspirational, like feel good. You're going to f- be energized and, and you know, go out and do stuff. Yeah. Have a
0: couple good ideas maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A
1: few things
0: here and there, little
1: nuggets um, versus a workshop where it's like eight or nine intensive hours where it's not one-on-one, but it, it's pretty close. I mean, you can, have Q&A throughout the entire day and really have hands-on learning uh, that I think is a lot more valuable. Um, but with a much smaller community aspect, you know, because most right. workshops I host are 12 to, to 20 people or so.
0: Yeah. Um, I had a really good time at CPC a couple of years ago. Um, I still, yeah, I still remember a, a few of the uh, presenters being like just like amazingly good. Um and I did, I got a lot. I got a lot out of it, and I took like a million notes. Um, but again, like in the end of the day, I really felt like it was kind of the people that I met, and um, you know, and the relationships that you know that I formed there that kind of made the whole trip like a lot. I don't know. It, 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 I mean, again, it was also like a trip out to Vancouver, which was pretty intense.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's um, one of the cool things about the conferences that are in more exotic, like bigger cities. It does give you a reason and a chance to go travel for work.
0: Visit <laughs> the you, exotic you, yeah. Vancouver. <laughs>
1: yeah. But that is a pretty, it's a destination. And if you're not working destination weddings and you still want to travel as a photographer, what better way than just pay to go to a conference right that way sure. you turn the trip into a travel trip and it's it's awesome yeah uh, i've had people do that to with my workshops where i literally had somebody come to my workshop in london who was from uh, arlington virginia
0: <laughs> oh are you serious <laughs> an hour
1: away from where i live that's at awesome. the time i lived in dc so it was like down the road uh 10 minutes but
0: that's awesome yeah you know, yeah um
1: but, but it's funny, you say, like, you, ha, you remember so many of the speakers, or at least a handful being incredible speakers. Yeah. Uh, having gone to many, many of these, it's impossible for me to rate myself. So Certainly. remove me from the equation, but... Oh, you weren't
0: in the list of good ones. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you that was my very first one ever speaking, so... he <laughs> did I, great. I it was fun. Yeah, shut up. Um, uh,
0: uh,
1: the, 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 I've 100% noticed <laughs> almost a zero, like, there's no correlation whatsoever between a photographer's pictures and as and and how good they are as a photographer and how good they are at actually speaking in public and certainly um it's great when you have somebody that's both but uh that is um kind of the exception to what i've seen i've seen a lot of people that do very mediocre work in my opinion give just just knocking out of the park with content and delivery and and Mm -hmm. everything um and uh, it's really unfortunate, I think, because I have a feeling a lot of conferences are structured and put together, like the, the, the list of who they want to speak, based on um, a photographer's reach and uh, popularity on social media, which is pretty more tied to their quality of work but when that doesn't correlate with how good they are as a speaker it it really begs the question like what qualifies somebody to give a workshop or uh, speak at a conference right and uh, that's a hard answer
0: (laughs) to yeah i mean i think to start out with you have to have some kind of experience um or well you don't have to but you have to have some kind of some kind of credibility in terms of do, you know showing someone else that you know how it is you know what it is that you do um so if you're you know i i remember um you know doing you doing like the like a workshop in Chile and then eventually you started doing conferences and you couldn't have probably jumped right into conferences so I would have been like way like more intense yeah um and so i I like that approach. Yeah, I don't think coming up with a
1: 60-minute, 90-minute platform talk is the best place to sit down and have to write and figure out who am I as a right. photographer. Who it's, am I? It's really you should, should I have know. gone through at least a one-on-one or, or a group workshop to get a, a sense of that. Um Uh, but you know, I know a lot of people kind of reach out and ask me like, well, how'd you start doing workshops? And it was like the one that I did in Chile that you came to and, and helped with was, was purely because a photographer that lived there, uh, had found out that I was well known enough in that area that uh, they, that people wanted me to come there. I've never, to my knowledge that I recall, just picked a city and be like, I'm going to do a workshop there. It's, I, you know, I have a running list of a mailing list of people that say what city they're in. Right. And, uh, and I get a sense of what cities have the most demand. Um, you know, it's, it's always kind of, been self-propelling like that (laughs) um and i I don't know i think that's a good thing to keep in mind it doesn't just happen because i paid for a bunch of advertising to make it happen um you know in the beginning happened because uh just a consistent uh thread of putting out work and talking about it and sharing knowledge and then with that comes more and more people saying well you know you should do a workshop Uh, i live in denver you should do a workshop. I live in New York and you get enough of those in one city, you do a workshop.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, But I, yeah. And I think that like what, in terms of like what qualifies you, I think you just need to have some kind of demand for your work. Like whatever it is, if you're, if you're doing something right, like people want that. That's, that's just, that's just the nature of humanity. And it's definitely the nature of like what's going on in our digital society right now is like okay like somebody I don't know like disruption I was talking about earlier you somebody sees something they can do something better they go and just do it and then instantly like articles get written about them and you know stuff like that and so I think like if you have something that of value, if you have something, uh, worth, uh, you know, bestowing on someone else, uh, that's, you know, your, your experience as a photographer, I think that that's all that you really need. I mean, if somebody really wants, uh, you know, if somebody like sees my work and really loves it, really wants, you know, me to do a workshop, uh, you know, I'll do a workshop. Um, I, Honestly, that's basically the only qualifier which is kind of low barrier to entry
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I think the key is is waiting until that happens don't just start off so I mean I've seen a lot of local DC wedding photographers just start offering workshops uh, and and see how it books up
0: yeah and there is enough there's enough variety out there in terms of style. Um, and in terms of delivery and, and all kinds of other and, and business models and everything like that, that there's a photographer out there that probably doing a workshop, you know that you're gonna that you can learn something from because that's kind of the style that you're yeah, interested you in you most. Sure. <coughs> yeah, it resonates with you. Yeah.
1: Have you felt the the urge any you know every season or every other season to to go to someone's workshop uh, or, or go to a conference? Is that something that you?
0: <sighs> well, I'm a little. I'm a little bit weird. I think I think most people I feel like most peop, most photographers do, I I I kind of don't give a crap. I my, that's but I kind of don't give a crap about anything. So <laughs> that's oh, I, I put that <laughs> a, on your website. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of do photography. <laughs> I don't give a crap. We kind of don't give a crap about anything. Um but I mean, I just I, I have this weird obsession with like trying to like be me. I don't know. I, I think that it's great. I've, I've liked, I've liked being at your workshops and seeing, you know, seeing what you're doing. Um, but for me, I, I, as much as I, as much as I want to go to workshops, I don't really feel like I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be at workshops. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the I, I, I like the conferences. I've been a little concerned about going to
1: workshops um, of, of, for, uh, from other photographers because I don't want it to influence or change me in a in a bad way. In a bad in a way. way, right? I thought about or considered, and then suddenly something clicks, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should be doing things differently." And then it steers me on this course that I
0: yeah, because previously cle- wouldn't have been on.
1: Right? <laughs> because
0: know? clearly you're doing something unique, and and it's working for you. I don't know if you should mess around too much with that. Although there are just so many photographers out there that I just love their work. And yeah, no, I was (laughs) was talking about like fair or something like I, (laughs) he's, you know, he's a little bit different than what, you know, than what I'm doing. Well, actually a lot different than what I'm doing, but, um, I would definitely be interested in going to like one of his workshops just to, just to see what he's doing. i not necessarily yeah. to like learn uh, how to change what I'm doing. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think um, I like the idea of workshops um, and conferences, but I haven't, I just haven't found enough time or reason to went, get I around to a lot if of there's them. any
1: thing or uh you know, list of things to look for in, in, in determining what may be a good workshop versus a bad one. Uh, I know online there's, of course, little review sites and stuff like that. But uh, you have to imagine that people are, that are leaving reviews are, are inherently going to leave something positive if they're going to take the time sure. to do that. Because now they have a relationship with the photographer they probably don't want to ruin. But um yeah, it's hard for if somebody asks me what, what workshop would you recommend. <laughs> That's not mine, uh, Sam's. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where where would you go? And it, it's hard for me to really. I think it's almost impossible to tell you, from, you would, from the you, outside if it's a good workshop or a bad
0: one. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to, yeah, if you if you want to go to to some workshops, I think the best way to do it is find a photographer that you really like um, and see if they're doing a workshop. If not, mm-hmm. ask them. Are you doing I, workshops?
1: I think one of the best ways would be to actually start at the conference level, go to the conference with an open mind to maybe learn some stuff, but mostly just meet and and have fun with other photographers. Sure. And the ones that uh, really knock it out of the park and resonate with you in their uh, talk, uh, then I would pursue maybe their their full day workshops or something. That at least gives you a little preview into their personality and and their actual ability to impart knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Onto on you.
0: I I specifically remember um like being really intrigued by Ryan Brenizers uh um presentation cuz he showed all of his photos um and then he kind of showed how he went through it, I don't know he he showed he showed how he went through uh, and and photographed each one of those and I found that really compelling and um and and I don't know I was like oh after that I was like oh it would be cool to check out his workshop because you know you get like a little taste of of you know of a particular photographer when yeah. you know they have just an hour um versus you know going and hanging out you know with Sam Hurd for like 8 hours yeah um and seeing you know seeing all that work or go, or you know going up to New York and you know doing a, a workshop you know and going and attending a you know Ryan Brent's workshop or something like that right um so that, that actually is a good idea. Yeah. Just, if you're, if you're interested, cause you can go to a conference and you can be like, oh, okay. The, you know, there, these are some photographers that I really like. I think they're doing something good. Um, you know, these ones, I don't, and the other ones you, you know, you just don't really worry about. And, and it's really it's fine.
1: so funny to me. It's never failed to just shock me how somebody who I thought was just an incredible talk and and I was like, yes, yes, everything you're saying is amazing, this is perfect. And then I'll talk to someone and they're like, eh, no, didn't really like it, it wasn't for me. I'm like, what? How? Like, how? Uh, and, yeah. and then they'll say, oh, no, but I really love this person. I'm just like, what are you talking about? That was a boring presentation. Like, it was, it was so mind-numbingly silly. Uh, and it's... it's so so interesting how it just yeah resonates with people differently everyone learns differently and
0: right um, and you can just just look at instagram and see how many different styles and like unique takes on a wedding there are um, and i think that you know there's the the best case scenario is everyone has a style like everyone has a unique style
1: now, what do you think about people that attend a conference or a workshop and uh, apply some of these ideas and things that they've learned um, to their own one-on-one uh, workshops or group workshops? That's an interesting th- debate I often think about with, uh, um, you know, when does it truly become your own uh, agenda that you you should be able to charge for and make money teaching uh, where it's your own mix of your, your ideas and other people's ideas versus uh, maybe too similar to what one person is doing and you're just ripping them off. Uh, maybe that's a topic for another time, but I see that discussion come up a lot where the lines get kind of blurred. Uh, that's true. Maybe the same information uh, or the same ideas presented subtly different, but in a way that's not different enough.
0: Right. Um, I and, think... And, and, I think there's always a danger if you get up and use and you have something to say you know you get up on in front of you know 300 people and you have something to say the odds that like you know one of them is like maybe gonna kind of rip that off is like you know it's fairly high very, I think <laughs> very high and I think yes. I, but I think like you have to know that going in and if you don't like that idea then you don't have to you know you don't don't go like, don't yeah, speak. That's always been my opinion of, uh, don't and speak.
1: you know, I've been worried about that a lot with workshops that I've given, I've given over 45 now, uh, to over 500 people. And many of those people have started to give their own workshops. And I used to be a little concerned and worried that like, it's a lot of my same ideas and approaches to things. And that's uh, what's going to happen. And yeah, you really need to just understand that you, they paid you for that knowledge. You gave them that knowledge. They can do whatever they want with it at this point. You know, it's uh Honestly, <laughs> it is
0: a sl- it is a little bit of an odd business move. Honestly, um, it, it but it works uh, like in the long run, it works, um, and which is why people are doing it. I mean, it's generating business for them. Um, you know, it's generating business for the person that does a workshop. Those twelve people are gonna Instagram, you know, are gonna like social media the crap out of like
1: yeah, their what happened yes.
0: and yeah. your you know, your, your business is going to grow as a result. Yeah. So that's fine. You just have to weigh that against, you know, do you, is this something that, you know, is, is, is what you're doing so unique that you like want to keep it for yourself and you want to just keep doing it, which is completely fine. Um, or is it something you want to share with others and, um, you know, advance, advance everything, uh,
1: you yeah, know, I I, and feel I like, think
0: that's fine as well. Exactly. And I think
1: when you come to the decision that you do if you do want to share it and and charge for it and and, and impart that knowledge you need to be willing and ready to 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 Leave that behind and and move on to something else. Like you can't, yeah. you can no longer expect to own that idea anymore. Uh, which is is interesting. I mean, I've seen it happen happen with uh, Ryan Brenizer's technique, where slowly his name is being eroded away from like the idea. I mean, it's still very well known as the Brennazer method but i've seen more and more people just saying "Eh, it's a bokeh panorama and that's all i'm going to call it that and kind of his connection to it as the source of why this is popularized and used as much as it is is being eroded away same with prisming i came across a photographer's website the other day he's uh he's got a complete outline of the entire concept and for people that have never heard of me or the 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 technique they see his site or her site. And it's suddenly the source of that idea. And you just kind of have to be willing to accept that that's going to happen. And the, the further away or the further along time progresses, the more that, that connection is going to erode from me or erode from Ryan as like the, uh, the pioneer of that, that thought. Or
0: that, sure. And if you, if you're like so intense about that, like, you know, like Brian, like Ryan Breneser is like not intense, like not as that intense about like being like, Hey guys, actually it's called the Breisner method. Right. Yeah. Like, no, come on. <laughs> like, you know, and I think that like having a, having a healthy dose of humility will go a long way because I don't know. And this is, this is also a tangent, but like there's something about being a photographer that like, I don't know. Your ego just feels like really great. Like, (laughs) what do you mean? What I mean is like, I see a lot of photographers with like, you know, like. All right. Well, hold on. Let's edit this part out. Let's just not go (laughs) down this road. (laughs) Okay. We won't go down. I'm so tired. Oh. Okay. Where Where did we get off track?
1: Uh, I just talked about Ryan, uh and th- the things eroding away from, from the source of the idea. Yeah. And uh then you were talking about you have to be cool about it. Yeah. Ryan doesn't call people out.
0: Yeah, Ryan yeah. So I I think that like just having a healthy dose of humility is good as a photographer. Yeah, yeah. And it gets harder the, the more popular you get, the more successful you get, the harder that is to do. Um it's right. And the the most important thing that you can do as a photographer is just constantly examine what you're doing and constantly try to make positive changes and, and constantly trying to like push your, you know, push your, your craft. Yeah. Um, that is the number one antidote to like any problems in the photography industry It's just like, Getting more creative, like getting more interesting, trying to push yourself. Um, oh, this is such a positive, <laughs> empowering podcast. It's because but, but, but I, that, I'm like really tired. The,
1: the way you do that though is, is by surrounding yourself with other people that that tend to be the same way, I think, and um, certainly, and going to a workshop or a conference or whatever, uh, where it can be kind of this incubative ideas that uh, help you feel inspired. I, I think can be really healthy. Um, you don't have to be Nathan Mitchell and just do your own thing all the time. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true. Maybe I should, maybe I should make it out to a couple workshops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, we should do one together or something. That'd uh, be cool. On that note, uh, I have to go get my haircut. My sister's wedding is, uh, this Saturday. I have to drive down to Lynchburg tomorrow and, uh, I have to have my haircut for that or my mom will kill me. So nice. Yes. I'm a 30 year old man that. saying that Yeah. <laughs> I FaceTime with my mom today and she's like, Sam, it's, thursday and you're driving up tomorrow why is your hair the way that it is
0: totally crazy by the way is what it is
1: okay well strangely i have a 7:15 p.m hair appointment so i gotta head to that
0: that is weird. Um, yeah. yeah, that's in a half hour. All right. Well, um, yeah. Guys, I'll check we, you later.
1: Everyone, we really appreciate the, the listens, and we definitely want uh, if if you if you enjoy the podcast, check out the, uh, the review section on iTunes and and drop us a couple of good reviews. That'd be uh, much appreciated, and and it gives us a little bit of feedback. And if you have anything critical to say or discussion to start, theepicpodcast.com dot now links to a Reddit a subreddit of um, you know every single episode. You can comment about whatever you want, and Nathan and I are. are pretty active on there and we'll get back to you
0: yep um and we'll, so let's fly yeah let it let the let fly spew. with any with any and all comments <laughs> um yeah it yeah we're, we're gonna be working on some other some other um avenues for for engagement so yeah but uh so yeah thanks for listening thanks guys nathan
1: feel better uh we'll talk next week
0: okay later man